The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Happy Saturday. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, and welcome listeners to another weekly show of all things real estate, mortgage, and related topics. That's right, and we have good related topics. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> energy. We have good related okay. it's, it's our energy show today. Oh, okay. we got a lot of energy going. we got a lot of energy coming into this today. I have a lot of energy no matter what, but have today we have a lot of energy more. coming out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So. You're cracking me up. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. Speaking of energy, though, so, shall we get right to it on yeah. mortgage rates? Is there a good energy behind rates? There is some good energy behind rates right now. Oh, do tell. And we'll see if it stays or if it doesn't stay. This has kind mm-hmm. of been like one of those country western songs one step forward and two steps back you know over the last oh, yeah. couple months or so here uh rates are are still at historic low points uh matter of fact right now the rates are so low that over eight million people out there would benefit uh, from refinancing you know they're they're looking good and how and would someone find out if they could be one of them <laughs> well we can always run those numbers sir. you can uh, always happy to you can reach me eric at eric is my banker.com that's e-r-i-c now, just call me. I'm always happy to run numbers, 206-915-3742. Yeah, but so, besides that, would they yeah. need to, like, you're about to give us what some of the rates are. But sure. For the 8 million that are some out there, yeah, uh, is it just because, like, if they were at a certain rate, they should be listening to what you're they, about to say? They really should. For example, mm-hmm. if you owe $400,000, mm-hmm. if you bought your home about a year ago, your rate is mm-hmm. probably up around the 5% mark. Yeah. And if you refinance today, your rate's going to be down around the 3.75% mark. Substantial. Saving you about almost $300 a month. It's and, significant. Uh, yeah, especially when you accumulate that for the entire year. $3,600, man, that's a vacation. Absolutely. You know, if you, on $500,000, you'd save almost $370 a month, yeah. you know, based on current rates. So I'd be all it definitely it. pays to look at the math. And Well, the, and if you also had one from maybe a couple of years ago and you have enough equity, like mm, if you weren't at right. 20%, Take a look at your equity position, too, because you might be able to take off some mortgage insurance and That's get right. it even higher. House values have gone up. So here's what we're looking at for interest mm-hmm. rates, though. The, the, you know, we're, we're good right now, uh, but I've, I've said this before on shows that rates, mm-hmm. uh, mortgage rates can get a little bit sticky mm-hmm. at this low level. What yes. means is they'll, they'll only go down so much. And we have right. a lot of customers saying, well, oh, we're at 3.75. I'll wait till they hit 3.5. It's like, well, they might not. Yeah. So here's the problem. Mortgage investments are a bond. It's a, it's mm-hmm. and, and mortgage rates are driven by the bond market, just kind of like a treasury security is a bond. But the but the treasury securities and a lot of folks try to link up a a, a mortgage rate with a ten year treasury security. That's a good mm-hmm. barometer of rates. Problem is, if you buy a treasury security, let's say you buy a ten year treasury bond, you got ten years of a guaranteed interest rate, and it's right. going to pay you. You can keep that investment for ten years. Mm-hmm. If you buy a mortgage bond mortgage-backed securities, those are what are called pass-through certificates. Every month, uh, 
when people make their mortgage payments, mm-hmm. the, the investor gets a little bit of interest, get all their interest and a little bit of principal. Right. Well, what happens if a bunch of people refinance, they get paid back early. They get principal back early, mm-hmm. making that investment less reliable. Investors in mortgage-backed securities don't know how long they're going to be able to keep that investment. As a consequence, as rates reach the levels we're at right now and refinance mm-hmm. activity spikes. Like what you're recommending. Like what I'm <laughs> recommending. Yeah, it's it, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, sure. Why Why mm-hmm. not? But the, the problem is that mortgage rates, because of the nature of those investments, will just only go so low. Right. And then there's resistance from investors. But you know what I appreciate, though? Hmm. Is that you at least make this recommendation. Yeah. Oh, because absolutely. you're more worried about the customer doing well. Oh, we, yeah. The other way no, it, it always makes sense. If 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 you can save money, you just got to do it. Period. That's that's it. That's so, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. So this this week uh, we've got a, a couple things to be looking out for. What could cause rates to rise? Mm-hmm. What could cause them to rise is a resolution of the trade war with China. That's mm-hmm. the big one. Okay. Uh, and there are talks going on this week. We're going into our, I believe, thirteenth round of trade talks with China. Something like that. Mm-hmm. If this gets resolved, that's going to be bad for interest rates. Gotcha. On the other side of it, we are seeing signs of the economy slowing. Um, this week, the big one was the producer price index, which is a what they call a leading economic indicator of inflation. came in a lot softer than people were expecting. That's an indication that things might be slowing down just a little bit. Explain producer. Producer price, price index. index. It's basically the, the cost to businesses to buy their wholesale uh, supplies or raw materials right. and things like that. So we're watching it's all these. not meaning th- like you go to the grocery store and pick some produce. Uh, no, that yeah. would be the produce price yes. index, not the producer <laughs> price index. So slightly different one. Yes. Yeah. So not uh, everybody knows the terminology that you do. So <laughs> right. I have to sometimes I, I, bring it down. I got to dumb it, down, it down, down just a little no, bit. Not, no, no, no. It's no. not. Yeah. No, stop it. It's not dumbing down because we got smart listeners. It's about making sure the information is approachable and people understand what Absolutely. you're discussing. Because you've been looking at this stuff for 30-some years. Not right. everybody else does well, it all day long. And, you know, I, I, oh, I, I, I'm going to jump into a bunch of economics jokes here if we keep no, this up. No, though, so no, no, don't. Probably Please, just go straight to rates. Get straight here, to rates. Here's where we're at today. The national average for a 30-year conventional fixed rate mortgage, 3.61% today. Uh, 15-year fixed rate, 3.25%. Nice. Uh, FHA and VA uh, loans, 3.25%. Man, Holy if smokes. you're a veteran, if if you're a veteran FHA or at, at, at 3.75, yeah. it's worth running the numbers because right. True. You know, it, it, because it, it's just such a good a good rate right now. Jumbo 30-year fixed rates are also hanging right in there around 3.64%. So it's a really good time to be looking at those rates, running those numbers, Mm -hmm. especially around the holiday time. I probably shouldn't give this advice, but when you do refinance, you get to skip a payment or two as well Mm -hmm. while you're at it. And a lot of people do like refinancing this time of year because then they can skip that December mortgage payment and start their new payment on their new loan in in January. So we we see that fair amount. Uh, So all all in all, uh, still looking really historically good at this point yeah no i we've for weeks now been providing some great rates you know in terms of information to the listeners of this show so big big fan of what's been going on because i you know as i've been telling you 
So for those of you who might be newer to listening to our show, yes, we're here on the station every Saturday from 2 to 3, and sometimes they do bonus um, programs for us on Sundays from 3 to 4, but we're also available on podcast now. Mm -hmm. And so I've been going back and kind of you know re-auditing some of the content material and whatnot, and I was listening to a show of ours from about a year ago, mm -hmm. and the rates were like, right around 5%. Pushing 5%. We thought yeah. they were going to go higher at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I'm, you know, listening to what you and I had to say about all of that and you know, here we are a year later and it's like, yep, if you were doing your stuff back then, very very good time to to come around and uh, take another look at it. Well, and the other part of it too, you know, on the home buying side of it, you know, it, it just that difference between mm -hmm. 5% versus say 3.75. Mm -hmm. The affordability know, is so much better right now, especially since exactly. the market kind of quieted down a little bit. Exactly. Um, you know, what was costing you a certain amount last year is probably less expensive today. That's right. You know, it, you're, you're talking about uh, picking up at least 60 to $80,000 in buying power uh, for the same monthly mm -hmm. payment just because the rate is that much it's lower. incredible yeah yeah so. that's that's a nicer kitchen maybe an extra bathroom mm -hmm. an extra bedroom it can be a lot of different things depending on which part of the market you're in right so what is what are you seeing now with the with the market you know these rates have spurred a lot of buyers uh, to get out there you know it's it's still the same thing i mean it's been the same thing for us for months though generally speaking um, now, I, I will say just earlier this week, I, I shared a post on Facebook on my personal page, and it was showing, you know, you know how I, I pay attention to mm -hmm. this like seven day window where they're showing the, you know, new on market, back on market, price reduced, pending, canceled, sold, you know, all that kind right, of stuff on right. the multiple listing service. Because um, the majority of transactions in Washington State are through the Northwest Multiple, right? right we right. have over uh, 32,000 plus agents, just shy of 33,000 of us in, inside number. of that. That is a crazy I know. number. Yeah, even bigger than uh, pre-recession. And, um, you know, the thing is I look at the, the bar chart very closely to see how each of them relate to the others, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. So if we went back four years ago from today – the back on market and or price reduced was nominal to nothing, mm -hmm. right? And this one that I shared earlier this week, uh, you know, so I'm looking to see, is it like a three to one ratio, two to one ratio, yeah. one and a half to one, you know, like what, what does it look like? And right now, what is active inventory in any of those categories of back on market, price reduced and or new listing mm -hmm. is almost a one for one ratio of pendings. And what it's telling me is that there's, a fair, I mean, there's a lot more opportunity out there for choices for the buyers because two years ago, that new listing number was almost at a two to one ratio below. You know, we had two buyers for every one new listing mm -hmm. for right. the most part. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we were just going just, you know, nutso on, you know, appreciation Price and prices and everything, and else. everything yeah. else. So it's, it's definitely settled down quite a bit since then. It's not that it's a bad market at all because there's still, like I've been saying this for weeks, it's about 20% of the houses are selling within one to two weeks, either at or above asking price. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of them, it's like, okay, maybe it takes a month. Maybe it takes a price reduction. Um, you know, if, if the average on market time is in the 60-day range, mm -hmm. yeah. and but we're seeing houses that stay on much longer than that as well. Mm -hmm. So it either means there's a problem with price, condition, or both. Right, could be any of these factors. Um, maybe it's got a smell problem, you know. It just or, or and they didn't price appropriately. 
Right, right. Like just to give an example, though, we had a home that has kind of a wet dog flavor about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we had a very frank conversation with the sellers. Now, we went into contract within a day of going on market, and we were very realistic about the price, and we also offered a carpet and cleaning credit. Yeah. Right? So it has to go towards closing costs, but still it's $5,000 for any buyer. Right. Right? And it's in a first-time buyer marketplace, generally speaking. A lot of FHA, a lot of VA. Mm -hmm. And someone snatched it up right away. And unfortunately, through inspection, panicked and just like, ah, just couldn't handle it. And they and they backed out right away. Oh, right? boy. Yeah. So, now, so we went back to one of those back on markets. But here's the okay. thing. Now you have a stigma, though, on that home, too, don't you? Well, not necessarily because the, the guy picked it up within 24 hours originally oh, okay. and i had a bunch of calls huh? uh. well lo and behold we went right back on market within 24 hours i had four offers on that thing and went above asking price well i want to know a little bit more about your smelly dog home so when we come back <laughs> uh, we got more nothing uh, better oh. than wet dog home there you go especially this time of year stay tuned we got more open house with team reba after these brief messages open house with team reba on am 1590 the now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass at Team Reba and specialty wet dog smell remover. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, but it all worked out. So the, the smelly oh, yeah. house got sold? Yes, because you, you know in our industry, there's a lot of different sayings, right? And mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw some of these out there because if you are in that group where people are like, my house isn't selling. Okay, well, one saying that's out there right now is if it's not compelling, it's not selling. Mm -hmm. And compelling can mean it doesn't look right, it doesn't maybe smell right, it's not priced right. You got to really take a look. And the thing is, you know, I know some sellers are not going to be thrilled to hear me say this, but, you know, you think your baby is special. Mm -hmm. But some babies are not so pretty, mm -hmm. okay? And no matter how much emotion you have wrapped up in your house and all the memories and everything else, well, a new buyer doesn't have any of that. Right. They have none of these things that you think make this special. And so they come into it with a completely different perspective. And because of programming like HGTV, which you know I abhor, <laughs> um, you know, people come in and, and suddenly think, well, I'm supposed to be walking into like a model showroom, you know, kind of thing. And like, why didn't these people do all these things? Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is not everybody has the money nor the interest or the time to, to do all that kind right, of stuff. Right. And the thing was, is my client, when we had this transaction back on market, one of the things that we did opt to do was we took the, they had done a pre-inspection back in January, right? It's October mm -hmm. now. Sure. They did an inspection in January and then very methodically over that time period and to also spread out the cost started whittling down certain items that they were going to take care of. And most of them were pretty major items. They're just not the cosmetic things. Right. And so we took care of all of that. And, and honestly, they were going to be moving cross country. And the reality is, and we all know this, you know, we get to the weather like we've had in the last week or two where there's more rain and everything else. Well, down here in the lowlands, that means rain. But up in the pass, that means snow. And they need to be able to haul their trucks back over the pass to get to Alabama. Hmm. And the second you can't get through the pass, you know, no, no go, man. 
So they had a time restriction and we did talk when I first met with him in the summer about whether or not the carpets and paint should be done. And I just said, see how you do. Cause this gentleman I'm working with has had two heart attacks and his wife was already down in Alabama. And people have to remember, everyone's going through some different kind of change in their life. And they're in different phases and physical conditions and monetary situations. Right. So that's why we did the credit. Because we said, look, that is a cosmetic aspect. That is something that another person may want to pick on their own. But let's be realistic about the price as well as the credit amount. And then let's sure. make that happen. Yeah, and these sellers got enough on their plate. So. Right. Oh, and, that's, I mean, and that's what I actually wrote in some of the marketing was like, seller ran out of time. Pick your own paint and carpet. Here's some money to be able to do that with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, first-time home buyers want a little help with those closing costs anyway. And half the time, they're going to change something about the house anyhow. That's right. Well, so I'm, why not plan for it? Yeah. And if your seller doesn't have the energy to, to do that, then right. that's where a credit comes in. Yeah, absolutely. S speaking of energy. Yes. Happy to have Andy, Andy Wappler, Wappler with us. Hey welcome welcome yes, back, Andy. You. Glad to be here again. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I learned about interest rates, too. It was, <laughs> it was very financial. And the expression yes. on Eric's face looked like he really knew what he was talking about. Yeah, it, I not to put only that on does illusion. he know, but he gets super excited about it. He does. He but, kind uh, of glows and has a big grin on his face, and it's like he just loves sharing this. You uh, should see. You should see my face when I see a big thick stack of tax returns. Ooh, you know, ooh, get to yeah. Oh, yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I learned a lot. I need, to, I need to tell your girlfriend that uh, if she really wants to turn you on one time, she just don't don't buy you cards. <laughs> you know, just yeah. taxes and rates. Hand over your tax give return. Give me an 1120s, and I'll be happy for a couple hours. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh That's right. Gosh. Well, Andy, so we had you on, gosh, it's been at least about a year ago. Oh, you know, I'd even say like. I think it's closer to two. Is it longer? Yeah. Oh, it's been yeah. a couple. That long? Which, which, I, which is great. Well, then shame on us. Help, well, it also kind of helps make the point because we're mm -hmm. going to talk in a bit about Energize East Side. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the planning that's going into that process with electric. Right. And honestly, the lack of planning for what the Seattle City Council might want to be doing here, and it's a great contrast because yeah. we've been in the planning process, as we should be, for years about that big electric update. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about something that's a stroke of a pen with no discussion. And and you right. can't do that. Seattle has yeah. done that? <laughs> there you go. What? So and weird. you can't do that with big, complicated things. No, no you not can't. Right. So. Not at all. And Not this is, I mean, we, we just, people take our energy for granted. You know, flip a light switch, it's going to come on, and you never have to worry about it. But all the planning, the detail that goes behind that, the infrastructure. It's oh, yeah. tremendous. And I, I really admire the people I work with who, who really get in, the engineers and other people really figure mm -hmm. that out. And I'll tell you, we don't think about it much with electricity. We really don't think about it with natural gas mm. because natural gas is always there yeah you know when, when you say we you mean as consumers consumers yeah and, and honestly even in the industry to me you know it is always there it's unbelievably reliable mm -hmm. you know i always think of this analogy when the lights go out you don't check the light bulbs you know there's a power outage you don't call mm -hmm. an electrician when the gas went out if the gas would ever go out you'd never think it was the gas company you'd say oh there goes the furnace Mm -hmm. because it's so reliable in its delivery. True. You never think of it that way. And the amount of energy that it provides, we just don't think about. Like in the mm -hmm. city of Seattle, and we serve just the gas in Seattle. We don't mm -hmm. serve the electricity. That's right. Seattle mm -hmm. City Light. In some places, we're both. Some mm -hmm. places, we're electric right. only, some gas only. Yeah. In Seattle, 
wherever gas only, natural gas on an average day is a third of the energy used in Seattle. On a cold winter day, two-thirds. Oh, interesting. Two-thirds of the energy on a cold winter day. So suddenly, if you didn't have natural gas, you're talking about a Grand Coulee Dam or something Mm -hmm. enormous. Right, the load on on our electric grid. Okay, so... Tremendous. And and we just don't think about that, which is part of the issue now where... All right, and let let me update our listeners on this. Yeah, let's step back about what we're talking about here. Right, because the city of Seattle is is pushing a resolution to ban the ability to put natural gas into new construction homes, right? Uh That's correct. On top of that, they just passed a ordinance to increase the cost of heating oil by 24 cents a gallon Mm -hmm. as an incentive to force folks on oil heat to convert to, I'm imagining, electric, you know, not going to convert to natural gas, you know, with, with that environment. Right, can't. Okay. Oh, wait, so, so the conversions are also not allowing? I don't know. Or is it just new construction? The proposal that's it is right now it is just a proposal from okay. the Seattle City Council. But the proposal from uh, Councilmember Mike O'Brien mm-hmm. is to have no new natural gas hookups after July 2020. Zero. So, wow. Zero. Uh, it would also not allow a natural gas hookup if there's been an extensive remodel. So if you've done an extensive remodel, you couldn't reload with natural gas. And the wow. other aspect, you mentioned the home heating oil. Uh, that did pass. That's now in the it law. It is. In it's law now. 18,000 homes affected. Yep. A large number. And the natural gas would be about 150,000 homes, homes in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. And the oil piece, which I think is an interesting kind of leading indicator of what the end game might be here, in oil, it's not mm-hmm. only a tax on the home heating oil, but in about 10 years, I think it's 2028, 2029, you actually have to have removed the oil heating. Okay. And so there's an I imagine ending, the tank you know, and all that as well. All of that. All of that. And so right now, it's a tax to it's incent you to choose something else. But then that choice actually goes away in, a, in the late 2020s. Again, I think 28 or 29. That choice actually goes away, and it will be against the law to have oil heat in the city of Seattle. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay, so let, let's let's also wow. okay, so let's look forward. So so and, and I'm so glad you're here, Andy, because this is on my mind. Okay, if if we do this, everybody switches over. They're now we're now 100 percent on electric. On top of that, we need to save the orcas, and one of the things they want to do is knock down some dams, especially mm-hmm. Snake River. So we're taking away power. Capa- mm-hmm. generation capacity, correct? Potentially. Okay. Potentially, if that, if that happens, if some of the dams are removed. So let's say you take out a major dam. Let's say you took out a Grand Coulee. What will that do to the cost of electricity? Well, I don't know. And I think the I think the I don't know is really the core of things here and why we need to um, uh, plan, not ban. Mm-hmm. And the idea of banning the new natural gas, which... If you did that from the electric standpoint, if you just said no more new homes and businesses on natural gas, we probably could figure that out as a region with the electricity. Probably could make up for that for at least some period of time. Mm-hmm. How long? Nobody knows. Uh, but if you did the other, more like the, ele- the uh, oil heating, and you said, well, we're going to ban the new now, but then we're actually going to find a way to, to have it be um, eliminated and replaced mm-hmm. with electric. Um, really, I don't think people know at this point, certainly we don't know, uh, what that would really entail in terms of costs. But I'll give you an idea of, of sort of the amount of electricity. 
Uh, and again, we serve both gas and electricity, mm-hmm. so we, we know something about each one. Yeah. Right. In fact, we're also um, the nation's like, third largest utility operator of wind power. Right. So we said, okay, if you didn't have gas in Seattle, how much wind power would that be? Mm. Because that could be a solution that is mm-hmm. Great free, question. Of, yeah. free yeah. of fossil fuels, doesn't mm-hmm. have the salmon right. and dams and those, yeah. mm-hmm. those things. So on that average day, the wind power needed to replace gas in Seattle would be about the equivalent of a wind farm three and a half times the size of the city of Seattle. Wow. Something like 175,000 acres, 1,200 wind turbines, or if you drive to eastern Washington, you see all the windmills, Mm -hmm. double them. Double it. Okay. It would require us to have twice as much wind power in the state as we have today to replace, on the ordinary day, the city of Seattle's gas use with wind power, let alone on a cold day. And Mm -hmm. then you go to the point, well, okay, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, just physically speaking – that's not going to happen. Then you're kind of depending on, well, something will happen in terms of technology that would enable us to do that in 10 years, whatever well, time. Why not nuclear? Like, could be. Or mm-hmm. solar. Um, but that gets back then to that point of something probably would take the place, but we don't know, mm-hmm. which is right. why what really needs to happen, and I think is beginning to happen as the Seattle City Council um, did a bit of a break tap on this, mm-hmm. but only a break tap, okay. not a stop. Yeah. Uh, to say let's have at least the beginnings of a planning conversation about, mm-hmm. well, maybe it should be a nuclear or more solar mm-hmm. or whatever, or what happens if some of the dams do go away. Mm-hmm. These things are complicated. And kind of like when you're talking about with the rates, you've got the bonds, you've got all these things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Energy is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you only make the decision based on – one snap decision in the moment, you might make the wrong decision. Right, in this absolutely. case, that could yeah. be a costly decision for all of us. Reliability, right. cost, you name it. Okay. Well, we're going to have to get right back into that as soon as we get done with this break on Open House with Team Reba. we got Andy Wappler with us from Puget Sound Energy. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. You know what, Reba? What? Have you noticed I haven't, for about the last four or five shows, I haven't made fun of our announcer? Not once. I've been so good. Yes. Yeah. Nor have you mangled up very many phone numbers and names well, either. Keeping, you I, know, I don't know what's I, going I, on. Been, Are you I, taking some ginkgo? I've been doing something. I don't know. Good, clean living, I guess. But uh, okay. anyway, so thank you, Batman. And with us today, we've got Andy Wappler. Okay. I'm not going to miss your mix your name up, Andy. I, oh, yeah. You know, I, I grew up as a kid listening to your dad tell me what the weather was going to do. and You might call me Harry once or twice. That happens. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. I'm all right with that. Kind of look like him in sort of a young kind of a way. So, yeah. Well, fancy that since they're related. Indeed. (laughs) It is funny, you know, when I started doing the television after my dad, and you think, you know, uh, I'm not going to be like my dad. And then I'd see videotape, and I'm like, I do the same gesture. Uh Yeah. All these things that you're like, no, I'll never be my parents. Yes, you will. It it happens. Oh, yeah. No, the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for your children right now, Eric. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's already started, believe me. Oh, yeah. I, I the stories know. are starting to come out now. You know, oh, the things gosh. they were afraid to tell me a few years ago. Now yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing them. It's like, OK, 
Okay. Yep. Yep. That's yep, yep, my yep. boy. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I want to get back to what we were discussing before we went on the break. Yeah. Sure. Right. And you said you actually you came up with a question during our break that you wanted to. Well, yeah. Pose I, to I, Andy. So, so listeners, I mean, we're talking about energy. It's, yeah. In 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 our region, and it's and big stuff. I mean, it, these it are is. this is going to heavily impact. You know, these decisions that are being made are going to well, heavily impact a lot of households and a lot of people's personal choices. And, and then also, like, it's, it, it ripples out because it's, if you're taking out certain uh, kinds of energy sources, well, then that's also going to make a difference in some of the other appliances in the home. It's not just the heat. It might be, like, the water heater. Oh, and the in the kitchen, the most, the your fireplaces. You know, you, you, I mean, you're not taking my Viking stove. I mean, oh, a lot big of, time. That, yeah. For a lot of people, that, that cooktop makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Right. Or what it's happens a, when there's a power outage. Right. For sure. For sure. And, yeah. And those are some of the questions of which there are many, many, many that really need study. And, and our point, mm-hmm. I actually had a chance to speak to the Seattle City Council two or three weeks ago about mm-hmm. this, is slow down. Let's plan. And let's bring mm-hmm. a lot of people to the table. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting groups that came and spoke were very powerful that I, I didn't really think much about, but maybe in the home world people would. It's the people who do, uh, like, the gas fireplace installations yes. and gas barbecues and other things. Uh-huh. Um, this could end their business. Yeah, that's and exactly what I'm thinking That's of. really unfortunate, and those are a great amenity that mm-hmm. a lot of people want to have. Right. Think about all the stuff. I mean, all those things are going to – okay, hi, huge either recycle and or landfill problem that's going to come from all of those things, too. Sure, and right? just the choice element, and you know, as you were talking about the um, the dog smell house, which made me wonder about <laughs> my beloved dog Lisbon, who does not smell, at least I believe. Yeah, other uh-huh. noses may judge that. Yeah, uh, trust me, this this family did not smell it, and I was like, it's like it punches you in the face oh, when you, you walk can't. inside. Well, it's your own dog, you <laughs> and I yeah. have a dog. I'm like, no. <laughs> but thinking anyway. about there in that resale market, you know, eventually, let's say, let's say um, this summer the council does say you know what no more new gas well Mm -hmm. maybe five ten years from now you find that you have and and a lot of people like induction cooktops say oh for sure and a lot of us hate them but a lot of people don't like them and let's say that's your home well maybe you're on the wrong end of that buyer choice where people they're really seeking the homes that Mm -hmm. still have natural gas because Mm -hmm. that's the one they want that they know they can't get more i can tell you for a fact anecdotally as a real estate agent that is considered an upgrade and the bigger preference on the vast majority of customers. Sure. And we know that when we talk to our customers. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. One, we know our customers are very concerned about uh, climate yes, sure. uh, and emissions as they should be. And yep. so are mm-hmm. we. And we have a program today that if you're a gas customer, you can sign up for something called Carbon Balance, like we have in the electric side, green power. Mm-hmm. Carbon balance is a way for a couple dollars a month to offset the carbon emissions by using natural gas so you can have gas and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. I do that. I'm glad to do that. I also, though, want our customers to have choices. So the wonderful thing is there is something they can do today where they say, hey, this is a more environmentally compatible way to have gas. Great. But then we can offer rebates around energy efficiency, Mm -hmm. the most efficient furnace, water Mm -hmm. heater, whatever. Yep. And then if you're a customer who says, you know what, I would rather convert, well, we can help you do that too, but it's your house. Kind of think it should probably be your choice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a novel idea. Well, and I think. <laughs> do I you th- think that's the difference of being a private company versus City of Seattle being in charge of their own utility? 
I don't know. Could be, you know. And I think I think Seattle City Light at this point could handle the 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 new um, initially the new gas customers that would be electric customers. Mm-hmm. They could probably handle that. But I'd also say, you know, um, natural gas. Our monthly natural gas bill today is less than it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. not a lot of things you can say that about, and you can't necessarily say that about your electric bill in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece of it, affordability. And we're all talking about home affordability oh, these yeah. days and how expensive it is to live in this region. I have more and more people asking for utility bills yep. when they're making a purchase because they want to – and they also have come from market areas, a lot of, lot of in-purchase, you know, people coming in. And those folks, because they are coming from areas where they don't have the benefit of such inexpensive utilities, they they want to see that kind of stuff because they're like, I want to know, like, is, as I'm making my buying choice, what is that going to look like for me on a month to month, you know, bi- budget basis? Well, I have sure. a I have a very close relative who um, has a, a pretty good sized home uh, with a heat pump and an mm-hmm. electric furnace, and and so on a cold day, the heat pump's always running. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes into the furnace. I guess it's mm-hmm. not a, called a furnace. It's called heat of something else. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so that's that's running. And then the fans are running. And on a cold cold month, that could be $500 a month. He just converted to natural gas for two reasons. Number one, it, it was much more efficient. Uh, you know, less it was mm-hmm. ended up being less expensive to run that. And then also thinking about it, living in sort of a rural area with fair number of power outages and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, you can hook up a small generator and have heat, you know, during an extended um, power outage. Yeah. So you know he went the opposite though? way. So of course I called him a fracker, you know. But uh. funny, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because the size of that particular house was it mm-hmm. just a single heat pump though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will say, if, if we're talking about who mm-hmm. I think we're talking about. Yeah. Another uh, similar-sized home that I sold many years ago, most of them that are about his size have two. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it was just under-powered in terms of, of what they had. It's possible. Because, be. I mean, we're talking I mean, about a 4,100-something yeah, square foot home. home. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's why, actually, I'll, I'll give a plug for a free thing we have called um, a home assessment. And you can mm-hmm. schedule that through the PSE.com website. You know, let's say you moved into a new home. Uh, or you have an older home you're thinking about remodeling. Mm-hmm. We'll do the home assessment, and they come out and uh, do a couple things. They'll use an infrared camera to see, like, where you're losing mm-hmm. heat in the yep. house. They'll do the blower door where they seal all the windows mm-hmm. and then run this fan to kind of pump up your house and see where things are leaking. Mm-hmm. They'll do some simple installation of weather stripping around doors and things and then some LED light bulbs. And it will give you a really great... Uh, diagnosis and it can help answer some of those questions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things in this is well wouldn't it be more efficient if people went to a heat pump and the answer um and i feel like i'm right back to either doing the weather or predicting interest rates (laughs) the the answer is it depends yeah my favorite answer in real estate well (laughs) and really it's true in this case of you know what would the environmental benefit be if people did choice a or choice b it so much depends on your yes. home, and in many mm-hmm. cases, um, it then depends on your lifestyle. Yep. A great example of that for people always are the tankless water heaters. Right. And those save a lot of energy if it's just maybe a couple in an empty nest. Okay. You've yeah. got a house full of teenagers. Guess what? You now have endless showers. Yeah. That right. Never right. ever end. Well, you, you hope they're taking money. a shower. 
Yeah. It just yeah. goes yeah. and goes. Or that three-minute shower just turned into a 15-minute shower or whatever, yeah. My yeah. daughters start the water, and then I see they're still on their phone with their friends like 15 minutes later because you oh, jump gosh. in the shower. So a lot of that <laughs> depends. And the same yeah. tankless water heater, yeah. it's awesome if it's a couple and you're mm-hmm. not there very often because sure. you're not heating water you don't use. Right. Same thing then in the situation with Seattle and gas. What's better for the environment? Well, a lot of that really depends on exactly your house, your condition. Would yeah. you save money converting to the latest heat pump? Maybe, if you had insulation. Would you save money to the newest natural gas furnace? Maybe. Would you save money if you didn't have whatever 20-year-old thing currently heats your house? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, but that's where we want to get a lot of parties around the table. Right. Really look at this carefully because there's so many considerations from your wallet to the environment to what people want to actually have in their home, which um, gets pretty personal because it's your yeah. home. Yeah. And let's have a really robust discussion. And, uh, again, plan don't ban it's yeah. too complicated yeah. oh please yeah, yeah please let's let's that. be let's be rational about this whole yeah. thing so yeah absolutely yeah. there's a lot of stuff wow lots well, going on well yeah so uh kind of as you were just wrapping that up because we've got several things to discuss with sure. you today and i mm. want to make sure we try and get to all of them and you're talking about the discussion and everything else we need to be doing well something that's been discussed you you kind of hinted at this earlier Discussion and now hopefully soon to implement is Energize's side. Yeah, for sure. And that, so that was a couple of years ago. Remember we were talking yeah. about yeah. that? Yeah. And we were actually a couple of years into the process then. And we do like our process in the Northwest. Yes, and they like to talk. We do. But, you know, it's important. And we're talking about things that will be built and last for a couple of decades and serve mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people. And I, I'm a big believer in these sort of measure twice, cut once mm-hmm. when yes. it comes to these sorts of things, <laughs> as you should do when you're oh, yeah. modeling. Never quite got that one down, but yeah. Me neither. I get <laughs> yeah. impatient. Yeah. Um, and Energize Eastside is our rebuilding of that 1960s vintage power line that mm-hmm. goes from Renton through Newcastle, Bellevue, and up to Redmond and Kirkland. Mm-hmm. It basically is the backbone of electricity on the east side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see some decisions on that permit here in the next couple of weeks. So what we're getting near a finish line, if not the finish line. And mm-hmm. the good news is lots of studies funded by both PSE as well as the public, City of Bellevue mm-hmm. and others, and a hearings examiner that said, you know, this project is needed and will serve the community. So we're very optimistic. Yeah. We want to keep your lights on. Oh, good. Yeah, I think the so, thing that frustrated me the most about that was some people who were fighting because of the cosmetic aspect of it. And I understand that as a real estate agent and people worried about their property values. But at the end of the day, your house isn't going to be worth squat if you don't have reliable power to it all the time. So it still just kind of blew me away how some people got really vehement about some of the arguing in this. And I got to say, I give I give kudos to PSE because you have been, as a private utility company, very open to conversation and trying to appease as much as you can with what needs to happen. And that's... Thanks. That's a lot. I, I give you guys super credit for that. So, again, we're with Andy Wappler with Puget Sound Energy. We're going to be talking more about Energizing Side when we come back from this break on Open House with Team Univac. Back after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. 
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back. Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and sometimes on Sundays as well. Yes, and we're on podcast. That's right. For us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Alexa. Pulls it up too. Works good. Oh, I thought you were telling. No, no, no. I wasn't going to do that again. Hey, Alexa. You did that before. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't want to upset our listeners. You know, have Alexa doing different things. So, (laughs) and then we start popping up all the time. (laughs) Listening to us. No, but it is pretty cool because you can pick us up on Alexa, and then you know, just whatever podcast you know program that you use. Take a look for us because we're we're uploaded on uh, Buzzsprout, and so that helps feed out into a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of the different uh, podcasts. Right. Four years of content. Yeah, we have almost all of it up right now. I can tell you there's over 120 episodes currently uploaded right now. So we've got more coming still. But yeah, a lot of of good stuff happening here. Yeah. We're somewhere, very excited. Somewhere back in there is Andy Wappler and you yeah. know, from a few years back. We've got Andy Wappler yeah, again on today. Yeah, if you want to hear today. about how we yeah. were first talking about Energize East Side, right. you can go back That's and get true. some historical reference Going points. Back. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and so speaking of that, let's for the people who didn't get to hear that show, you mentioned this is upgrading a grid system that was done in the 60s. I mean, I was yeah. born in 68, so I know I'm 51. So this system is older than I am, I believe. Yeah, I was 64, so it, pred- it predates <laughs> me by a couple of years. And in fact, we've and been we in have this. millions more people here. We have so many more people. The population since the line is the main, it's that main line that serves the east side. Yeah. Good news is that the location here of the upgrade will be on the same corridor. So okay. we mm-hmm. Okay. The corridor is where the corridor has been in effect. It actually was a power line corridor, I think, in the 20s and 30s. Then it was upgraded around 1960, and now hopefully here again soon. So wonderful we've been able to be in the same footprint. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be in a new neighborhood or anything else. It's right. going to be where it's been, which is really good. That minimizes yeah. the impact, and, and there is impact. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And when you're talking about people's houses, it matters. But when that line was built in the early 60s, we had – well, in Bellevue, I know there are as many people in Bellevue then as there are now kids in public school in Bellevue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven times as many people on the east side yeah. and more are coming. And in fact, we've been out doing community conversations and permitting now. I think this is year six. Our after pictures, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and after, are now our before pictures <laughs> when you go to Bellevue. I mean, there are so I'm not surprised. There are so many yeah. more people. And yeah. really, at the end of the day, it's those more people and the jobs that are attracting them. Yeah. That's what's driving our home values in the east side. Mm-hmm. 100%. And we just want to make sure we can serve those homes reliably yeah. and be a place where... Well, it's not just the homes, but the businesses, too. It's the businesses, too. It's if those jobs. If we don't jobs. have reliable power for the businesses to do what they need to do, yeah. then, and again, it's a... It's not a trickle effect. It's, <laughs> no, it's it's a real ripple in a way that could be very unfortunate. And what's interesting in our area is are we all a little smart about energy? Yeah, we are. We've switched mm-hmm. out to LEDs. We don't use yeah. those 100-watt incandescents. Right. The problem is we're growing faster than we're saving. Yes. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting is typically our peak energy use is in the wintertime. And I still remember from weather school that mm-hmm. it's dark in the wintertime. <laughs> and so we turn on a lot of lights. Is, that, that, is that what taught you that? Yeah, oh, my God. That was, That's what's going on. That <laughs> was not yeah. a freshman-level class. <laughs> uh, what was, what's amazing, though, now is literally the air conditioners are catching up to the furnaces. So uh-huh. we don't have quite mm-hmm. as much electricity use in the summer as we do in the winter. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot more than we did. Yeah, oh, and it's, and it's adding on, especially with mini splits and new construction, yeah. adding in AC more and more and more. I mean, in selling homes, 
I used to tell people all the time, like, oh, only about 10% of the homes have them. But that number is creeping up. I would both imagine. Both in uh, new construction having it, because it's almost a, a requirement for a lot of the people who move here from out of area yeah. now, or even who are staying here. And then on top of it, the mini splits have really taken off. For sure. And then, you know, other new uses we're going to see, electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, coming oh, up yeah. in a few weeks at the auto right. show, we're going to be sponsoring part of that. We get a lot of questions from customers about those. Um, Selling a house right now with an electric charger in it. Yep. And we're helping people do that. We answer a lot of questions since we don't sell the cars, so they come out and talk to us about it. Sure. All of those uses are there. The growth is there. And I'm just very glad we're now at a point where we can have that really strong backbone that as new technologies go into the grid, we have that strong backbone to attach mm -hmm. them to and yeah. deliver reliability. Right, right. right. Yeah. Well, no a small feat. Speaking, yeah. No, no I know. It's uh, Well, I again, I credit PSE because I got – introduced to this topic by being on the board of the Renton Chamber and PSE mm -hmm. has had someone on our board for years and they had people from your organization come and speak to us to get the support from the local chamber and we it, it was a no-brainer for all of us to immediately yeah. be on board of like yes absolutely because we need to have this um, both for businesses I mean we're over a hundred thousand people in the city of Renton alone Absolutely. And, and your chamber director I remember mm -hmm. was telling me she come just a few years ago from the San Diego area yeah she's just recently yeah. retired but yes and she yeah. had been saying when Vicky. she came a couple years ago Vicki that uh, in San Diego they hadn't got a project like this built and they're having yep. to do rolling blackouts yep mm. exactly because Holy cow. you'd rather turn people off than have like the equipment fail at the substation because yep. it's overheated right uh, and they actually had rolling blackouts yes and we are required by federal law that if the system isn't robust to have a plan for doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, boy, if that doesn't say don't live here, don't right. buy my house, don't, yeah. don't come build Sorry. a business in my neighborhood. Absolutely. We don't want to be that situation. And the good news is I think after a lot of planning and a lot of work, we're on the cusp of being able to move ahead and really deliver that reliability people want. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of reliability, on the, you know, again, we yeah, wet, windy. We're going. Oh it's yeah, time we go. oh yeah. yeah. Time well, we I go. think you know when we had that massive lightning storm recently. Absolutely. That was a big wake up call to people because I mean I had a very brief outage at my house. It was only like thirty seconds, but that was such a powerful storm. Oh, for sure. Right? That was that was. Some, all my years of being around here talking about the weather, you rarely get big lightning storms. No, no you don't. Them. Yeah, I had some bozo tell me, they're like, oh, yeah, 30 years ago, we used to have these all the time. And I'm like, no, I moved here from Kansas, here. and no, no, you did not. We didn't. <laughs> not no. like Kansas did this, for sure. Like, we your memory's failing. And all that. It's really a great time for people. One, if you're our customer, download the MyPSE app because mm -hmm. it has outage information. Yes, mm -hmm. which is quite useful. I absolutely. use it. And sign up. Uh, get an electric get. An electronic online account from PSC. That way you can get text notifications mm -hmm. about outages. We'll tell you the power's out. We'll tell you when the crew's on the way. All of that stuff so you don't have to call or anything else. All those tools are great. And then, boy, go online. Either to us, the Red Cross, whomever. Figure out what you need mm -hmm. because for a kit, science has proven that it's easier to find a flashlight when the lights are still on. <laughs> many, many, many investigations have proven that. So yeah. get that kit together. You know, all those things. We have great checklists online. The Red Cross is a great partner to us. Things that you think of like having some extra medications, some water, some non-perishable mm -hmm. food, flashlights, right. uh, yeah. some pet food for the pets, all right. those kinds of things where should a big storm come or, you know, earthquake or something mm -hmm. else, get that stuff together. Yeah, emergency it. preparedness. Have it ready. Have a little kit in your car, maybe mm -hmm. one at work. 
just so you're ready. And if you're ready, you can get through it okay. Mm -hmm. And on that subject, our crews spend the year trimming trees, doing maintenance. Mm -hmm. uh, we've actually been running uh, just this last week on a pretty nice day, a storm drill where everybody who's involved in storms is oh, wow. in their positions, just testing all the systems, all of that to make sure that when That's the wind awesome. really goes, we're ready. It's a lot easier if you're ready. Did you have a bunch of guys go hang out at VMAC and watch the Seahawks, the Seahawks like <laughs> practicing and be like, ah, oh, we should do that. That would be a great thing that. to go do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to go there just for research purposes. That's, That's right. right. Watch how they drill. Well, you do provide them power, so yeah. we do. I think they'd let you in. We do. And we know nothing is more important than keeping the lights on during a Seahawks game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so yeah, and the television for anyone who couldn't get to the yeah. <laughs> stadium. Yeah. Well, PSC's done, I, you've done a great job with, with all of that. I think the outages have been and fewer mm -hmm. and farther farther apart, you know. But I know both Reba and I, you know. Well, that's like, a challenge because you, you'll hear people complain, and then you're like, well, wait a minute. If the reason your power is out is because a tree fell on the line, that's not their fault. No, yeah, of and course I get not. that for people. I mean, y you know, it's rough being without power. It's rougher than it used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. years ago, you'd take out the Monopoly board and a candle. Well, yeah, most people have now, it on their iPad now, it, it, it like my ex-husband. Everything is plugged I still have the real game. <laughs> well, everything is plugged in. Uh, we all depend on Wi-Fi. A lot more of us work at home. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all these things, life stops when the power's mm -hmm. out, and we right. get that. And the big thing is our crews get that, and they don't go home. They don't quit. They work yeah. incredibly hard. Well, oh, and the thing people have to remember is your crews live here, too. Oh, for sure. It's mm -hmm. their you know, neighborhood. It's, it's impacting their families just as much as it is them. And, and I give them credit because when they're having to go out and do that emergency work, they're working their patooties off. They are. They're, they're putting a lot of long hours in in some pretty dangerous situations. Well, Andy, we're sure glad you joined us Thank again you. today. Thanks for bringing us up to date on Energize East Side and, you know, our big electric versus gas debate. Uh, hope to have you on again sometime. Be back on the hope hope yeah. uh, all of you enjoy that, listeners. Thanks again for another episode of Open House with Team Reba. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.